what's really good with you i'm johan francis cscs welcome back to another episode of ego killer where we come to an understanding at the end of the show about motivation and its many many faces as we try to traverse the challenges of the human condition to make ourselves a little bit smarter better and brighter every day whether we're in the gym or not and it's important for us to understand why we're motivated what motivates us and what keeps us going this is a large part of demystifying this thing called the ego giving ourselves the key to figuring out what really makes us tick and not only just us but somebody close to you that you care about have you guys ever wondered what keeps you going And then at the same time, maybe you've done the kind of embarrassing, dubious at best, but also kind of bombastically side-eyed motion of looking over at someone else and saying to yourself, how do they keep it all together? How do they keep going? Right? Have you ever done that before? You're over there side-eyeing people in the gym. Maybe you have a big group class and you're like, yo, I wish I had that person's (laughs) go-get-it-tiveness. Right? I wish I had their spirit, their fighting spirit, their warrior spirit inside the gym. And chances are, maybe the type of person that carries it outside too, right? We all want to make sure that we're carrying the way we move, the aplomb and confidence outside the gym. What, what, are you one of these people that just has it, right? And you have enough for everybody? Let me know in the comments, right? Let me know. Comment here on the YouTube. Are you a more internally or externally motivated person? Because today our goal is to figure out how we make ourselves internally driven. And that's because the internal or intrinsic drive within each and every one of us, it's there. So I have good news for you on that end. Most of us, I have noticed over the years from training just thousands of you in 20 years, are more in, excuse me, externally motivated then you are internally driven when it comes to making big physical changes, which, again, has inroads into your everyday life, family, friends, work, professionalism, taking on new skills, more externally motivated. Now, this is not a knock on you, and it definitely isn't some kind of treatise or uh, backhanded swing at society. But I will say it is well within our society's ability to de-emphasize all of the bright and shiny objects, de-emphasize the fact that the grass might seem greener on the other side, and we just don't do it on large. Such is the case in consumerism. Consumerism is meant to make you feel a certain type of way so that you can go out and solve this by buying stuff. Amazon is a click away. That stuff gets to your door, hop. A hop, what is it? A hop, skip, and a jump. Later, you got whatever thing right there at your door, acting as some sort of panacea for the ills that you have, and that's just the nature of our society that we didn't even necessarily buy into, but it is kind of what it is, right? As a result, we've been conditioned since the time that we're really young to look at bright and shiny objects and view them mostly as the object of our endeavors our work are basically as prize money right and if we're not going towards that direction we feel deflated and lost well again i got news for you guys that ain't the way it's gotta be all you have to do is tap into this intrinsic drive
So if I may for a minute, I'm going to act as your pusher, trying to give you guys, trying to give you guys a sample of that stuff, right? Trying to get you hooked on the idea of a substance that if you take it, if you adhere to it, if you opt into it, if you buy into it, will get you feeling like you're on 10 the minute you wake up every day. And not only every day, not only on Tuesday, but on Tuesday through next Monday, this will have you feeling like you're on 10. This is the idea that if you just self-motivate yourself or find a reason to stay super motivated, you will last a lot longer in your physical endeavors. Straight up and down, 6 o'clock. If you find a reason, and that reason is closely connected to who you are as a person, you will last longer. It's just that simple. There's the secret sauce. Thanks for joining me, right? But it's a lot more delicate than that, or else everybody would do it, and there would be no need for coaching. And this absolutely does illuminate the coach's role, the best friend who is a mentor, mentor's roles. Because of the nature of intrinsic drive. So intrinsic drive is a real, 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 real important thing is what I'm trying to tell you. And what it is definitionally is the internal desire or impulse to propel an individual to engage in an activity or behavior with inherent satisfaction and personal fulfillment rather than external pleasures. It's the force from within, right, for people to pursue tasks hobbies, or goals, largely because they find them happy and enjoyable, rather than looking for prize money. It's the difference between what you thought of when you think of honor versus dignity. Honor is me giving you clout. Honor is me giving you dap. Honor is me giving you, crowning you, caping you, and saying, you that dude, you that queen, you did that thing. You just earned my honor. I can't give you dignity. Dignity is something you learn for yourself, you have for yourself. I cannot take it away from you either. You can only remove it from your own self. In the same way, if you're externally fixated on prizes, it's hard for you to immediately say, oh, I'm doing this because I feel like I have a family name to carry on. And all the whoever's, right, all the um, whatever your last name is, all of us, we're the type of people that walk tall. And that, at the end of the day, is all that matters. I don't care if I'm rich. I don't care if I win. I just got to show out for the, you know, for the bakers or whatever it is your last name might be, right? So, look, everybody, men and women, we all feel this drive. And like I said, in my estimation, it's most of you, especially when you come into the gym and you're throwing weight around, you're trying to, you're, you're really kind of come in fixated on, you know, two things, a punishment or a reward. So you're either trying to reward yourself in the gym by working hard all week so that you can make it to the end and enjoy your meals, Right? We've, these are being come to known to cheat, as cheat meals, but it goes really deeper than that. It could be an everyday occurrence. Um, we train really hard and get really strong simply for prizes to fulfill the ego's need to say that we worked out really, really hard. 
And basically, these can be called external factors or rewards. And on the other end, there's punishments. It's We work out so that we don't feel really bad about ourselves, that we don't echo a trauma that we felt when we were younger, when someone close to us made us feel bad for being weak physically, for being a pushover, or maybe not really succeeding or excelling in physical feats. Further, maybe we're trying to avoid something, right? You don't want your doctor cussing you out once again or looking at you knowing that they don't try very hard and you, you don't try very hard and then you fail and now you feel really bad. Nobody wants that smoke either. So you're over here avoiding all contact with Doc, right? Doctor's going to look at you all cross-eyed, bombastic side-eye. When you walk up in there, knowing that you had too many, you smoked too many blunts this week, right? You did too many edibles. You smoked too many cigarettes. You ate too many cupcakes, whatever it was. And now your motivation is simply to avoid that awkward conversation because you know you can't avoid it. Those are external factors. Now, the good news. All right, Here's the good news, you guys. There is some good news at the end of all of this. You could flip the whole thing around. You could flip it. You can turn external motivation into what I see as the few internally motivated or internal drivers. All right? Internal drivers. So you're going to remember these three things right here, all right? SDT. Careful on that one. That's that's S you want to get SDTs. Self-determinant self-determination theory. All right. The words, the letters, they don't mean a whole lot, but what it means is this. All right? Here's what it means. All right. You want to foster a sense of competence, autonomy, and you want to model positive behavior, all right? So you want to relate stuff to yourself. You want to give yourself a sense of autonomy, and you want to get competent. So let's break each one down. I'm going to show you in your daily life. You could even apply this today when you guys head out to the gym. And I want you guys to think more about this stuff on your daily life because a lot of the trappings – of your job when it becomes a little unfulfilling and they're not meant also to be the most personally fulfilling. That's your job at the end of the day, right? Whatever tasks you're assigned at work with your team, maybe they're individual, they're there because they need a bottom line out of you. They need effectiveness. They need productivity quantified from you. They're not worried about how much sleep you get and if it does not affect that stuff negatively. Your personal growth depends on you. So what happens is, in order to keep up with the Joneses and their nine different Teslas, you think, I got to get a Tesla too. Tesla is just going to be, you know, whatever it is. I got to get a Tesla you got to get what what's the pull star? You got to get whatever to keep up with the Joneses, right? The Joneses took that cruise to Alaska. You're like, "Nah, I'm going to take that cruise to the North Pole <laughs> on some Matthew Henson type stuff, right?" Right? Someone else went ahead and, you know, they remodeled their back patio. You're like, "Patio, huh? I'm going to go ahead and put a lake in my backyard." Cuz you're keeping up. Oh, that's a great, you know, 
half-breed um, Yorkshire Corgi mix, $9,000 from the breeder. You know what's never been done? Chihuahua Pitbull. <laughs> That's what I'm going to breed the world's predominant and everybody can get one. I can I can breed these. I can give these to many people. Everybody will knock on my door. I'll have the breeding cards on Etsy. Um, I'm thinking a line of shirts, right? This would be the Chihuahua Bull. <laughs> and whatever it is, and you, you, you know, I say it kind of funny, but it's like it's really become a side project for a lot of people by nature of consumerism to keep up with whatever you guys see around you. And, you know, what we're actually looking at is, like, material stuff, an external motivator. Remember what we said about that? That stuff doesn't last. So to flip it, what you guys need to do is remember to support your autonomy. You got to big up yourself. Big up yourself. How many, how weird would people look at you if you just looked in the mirror at the gym Pounding on your chest, right? Or if you're inside of a room giving a presentation, maybe you're on Zoom, mashing away at your keyboard, right? You got your good background filter into on 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 to, on blur, and all of a sudden you just say, "Yeah, I nailed that." I pounded on my chest. Remember that? Remember that scene in Coach Carter, where Coach Carter was making fun of his players because they were all showing out, and then Coach Carter gets down to tie his shoes. What if you tied your shoes at the gym and you're like, yeah, I tied that, right? But look, there's something hilarious and ridiculous, ludicrous as it might seem, but that's called self-affirmation. And what you're doing is reaffirming your ability of self. That's not a bad thing. This is, I call it, giving yourself a little bit of gratitude. And remember, ego and gratitude are enemies, right? Ego and gratitude, gratitude... Ego owes gratitude money. Gratitude uh, can enter any room it wants to. Ego has to check, right? Right? Ego gets dog walked by, by gratitude. And if ego walks in the room with gratitude, gratitude goes, Yo, where's my money? And ego has to leave. They can't exist is what I'm trying, trying to say at the same time. All right? And giving yourself a little bit of affirmation and, and, and dap is a way to support autonomy. It's a way to support self. All right, so, and you can do this for other people, support, and this is the role of a good coach, a good coach will say, you did a positive thing here, here's where you can work on. How does that become external to internal? Well, I can take your desire for winning a prize. If you're training with me, you want to lose weight, I don't even need to focus on you losing weight for the day. You don't need to focus on you. Losing weight for the day. What you instead need to do is focus on your ability to control the situation. Break down your exercise. Pay attention to what you can do to make the room understand your presentation a little bit better. Speak clearer. Go slower. All of these are ways that you're supporting yourself and your ability and your knowledge of your workout, your eating plan, whatever it is that you're presenting. Doing that offers control, right, for yourself in the task that you're doing. Very, very good for you. Very good for you, for us. 
when it comes to autonomy. That's taking something external. Another way, all right, we can really think about, remember, that was one of the things that we talked about was autonomy. We're also going to look in at other stuff like competence, right? Competence was another one. Being really good at something, not being necessarily a master, but getting great at stuff is a good way to internalize feelings. So if you have the external goal that you want to be um, like a professional athlete, right? And you want all the drip in the world for being that pro athlete. Well, one of the ways that you can internalize it, one of the ways that you can separate yourself out, become kind of the cream of the crop is to not just think about all the Bugattis you're going to be test driving before that big day. And I'm assuming that you're going to go to the NFL apparently, right? Or you're going to play Major League Baseball or something. Not, not, you know, not volleyball or any other great sport out there, right? But I'm, I'm just saying as an example. <laughs> Clearly my example is quite limited. But like, before you think about the drip, before you think about all the positive material things the prize the title the title right maybe you're about to climb up the ladder at your job you're going to get a new title right and that comes with a lot of great money you're going to be thinking about feeling effective doing a great job and getting a better mastery at what it is that you're doing there is endless gratitude in mastering any skill that you do and i find the people who are so unaware of the skill that you're mastering when you're working your ass off from 9 to 5, even if you have the nicest car in the parking lot, feel the most empty. And I want better from you guys. Do not ever think that even though you have a job where you're just trying to get to the end of the day, that you don't have skills that you need to master. Man, it only takes, you know, creating a Twitch account, right? It create, You know, maybe you did a shopping haul. You did a shopping haul. You went on to like one of these stores that sells the $3 shoes and you've got a shopping haul and you're really skilled, right, at finding deals. Internalize that, foster that, and give that to the world. Share that ability. And the last way is through relate. Well, there's other ways, but the last part that I'm going to talk about, maybe I'll talk about one more, is through relatedness, right? And this is also called like social modeling. So like the best way that I can describe it is if you're in a room full of high achievers or people that really give a damn about you and the way that they're moving and that there's this thing called camaraderie up in the room, you're going to see the people who are the most happy and are the most probably the ones who are honestly intrinsic drivers and you're going to model their behavior, right? You're going to learn learn that what they do, how they do it is positive and by learning how they move learning the nuances of a workout that you guys are all performing together or trying to really relate the terms of a motivation within the room maybe coaches clapping you guys up really loud or someone has found a new technique to do the overhead presses or i noticed that's my my go-to example for in the gym stuff let's Maybe you're doing deadlifts, right? And you've kind of found a new way to put your feet, right, to save your low back from... This is all positive behavior that can be modeled, all right? And and and, and the research actually shows that the more um, you model positive behavior, especially inside the world of fitness particularly, the more motivated you are and the more engaged you are 
once again, fitness reveals itself as nothing more than easy panacea, right? Just a pill you can... Gotta get into the gym, though. Gotta break through the threshold of the gym, but once you're there, having a knowledge of workout order and how hard you need to go and how many reps you do cures everything, right? It improves your mood. This isn't news. This isn't news at all. All right, so you guys need to be getting after that, too. Don't let me catch you slipping. Set goals. Remind yourself what it is that you're doing to make yourself a little bit better. I'm going to close like this, all right? And this is, like, not something to really write home about. It's just a true life experience that I have with people like you. Like, I used to have people come in and work with me for nutrition. And we literally had one-hour sessions. Sometimes I do back-to-backs. And I'd sit there and I'd talk to you for an hour just about nutrition. We wouldn't pick up a single weight. You guys could sit there, you know, in your khaki slacks. And i sit across from you with a clipboard and we would talk. We talk about nutrition, talk about what you eat, talk about the way that it made you feel. We get into the feels. And basically, it was nutrition coaching way before that stuff was offered the way it is now. It's some almost um, 15 years ago. And I learned a lot from you guys. All right, It's a good way for me to make a little – I made some good money doing it. And when you guys were actually doing this with me, when the people who were doing it with me were active in doing it, meaning our 8 to 12 sessions – were carefully like planned out, you lost weight 100% of the time, which only proves to me that you guys need to have nutrition coaches if you're trying to lose weight. But that's neither here nor there. What I really want to emphasize is this. It always came down to your motivation. You guys always changed. The people I was talking to changed. Men, big, small, Filipino, you know, uh, Mexican, whoever I was talking to. You guys all changed when you, 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 all you had that little head change, right? And when you take the first swig of the strong, you know, celebratory wine or whatever, you guys had that first head change when you realized you need to tie what it is that you're doing, your behaviors to your motivation. And when you guys were tying your motivation to your behaviors, what I noticed from you guys was a quick aha moment. A quick change in the headspace right then and there. Going beyond that, I found a lot of you guys were really driven by family. So I'd have you guys write out a bunch of reasons why you're doing the thing. And family came up for a lot of you guys. It wasn't always the same for everybody. But a lot of people, almost all you guys, wrote family. So... Strictly speaking, from a fitness standpoint, if you're struggling right now, think about your family history right there. Are they healthy? Do they work out? Do they hate that you work out and it makes it harder for you? Are you working out to be more like them or less like them? In fact, comment, comment, comment when you figure that one out. I'd be very curious to hear what you guys came up with in that regard. Like, are you trying to be more like your family tree or less because your family tree all, you know, everybody passes away around in their 50s, right? You guys have had a long-standing battle with diabetes, with sickle cell, right? You guys have depression that runs in your family, right? And it is a struggle for those who make it past 60 and you don't want that for yourself, for your kids, right? Just for yourself, 
Um, set quality goals for yourself. Think about that acronym, right? Big up yourself in a lot of ways. Do things that make you a master at your craft. You ain't never going to be a master, right? How long does it take to get a black, red, striped belt? <laughs> a really long time. There's not that many. So focus on mastery. Focus on building a skill. And basically, your goal is to look yourself in the mirror, think about why you've been doing the things that have kept you struggling. All right? Why has you, how have you let your ego dominate the proceedings once again? Step in like, no, 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 I got this. You see, what he's trying to say is he doesn't want to try very hard because it's scary out there. <laughs> because he fears being alone or, you know, she has imposter syndrome, right? That's the ego. That's your ego, <laughs> right? That's pride effing with you, <laughs> to quote Pulp, Pulp Fiction. No, but really. Take the time to look to catalog what you've been trying for yourself physically, dietary, inside of your workspace, in your relationships that you've been struggling with. Think about what that was. Think about the need to change if it's been to get to the end so that you can enjoy the fruits of what you have done. And that there's some kind of reward at the end of it. What have you been avoiding? Right? Let me know. Then, from that point, your job is to create, you know, a team. Big up yourself. Set goals. To to meditate a little bit more. Right? To reverse. To basically increase your stress tolerance. All that stuff. But think about big upping yourself first. That way, you know, mastering a skill, you can take all of those external rewards that you might have and then make them kind of matter to you. They have to matter. They have to matter to the person that you are at the end of the day. All right. So that's a little real spill for you guys. I really hope you enjoy it. And I want you guys to put that in the action, in any way that you can going forward. And if you need extra help, hit me on the website, CoachJohanCSCS.com. I got a lot of great videos right there for you guys to stay motivated and active. And also, I'm going to be adding a Patreon here in the next month, and I'll give you even more content. There's workouts on that website too. So every time you big up yourself, Remember, in closing, to stay all the way up.